Okay, and I'm my so excited. shit is recording no matter what, no matter how I feel about it, it's recording. Hey, that's what matters. I just have to trust it. And right now I can see it, so that's even better. All right, cool. What were you saying I interrupted you? I was just going to say I'm so happy you're watching Our Flag Means Death. Oh, it's so good, man. I know. It's I'm so obsessed. Good. Uh, are you at time.is? Yes. So am I. You ready to clap? Yes. All right, let's 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 do it at 46. Yes. Cheap old indie and on sale. I'm your host, Jordan Hamilton, and <laughs> that was so good. It's the sound I saw that in makes. the notes and I didn't know what it was going to sound like. <laughs> uh, hi, and I'm Ash Vernon, and I'm feeding myself into the cosmic meat grinder. <laughs> uh, this month's episode is going to be a checkpoint. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. I'm going to probably uh, babble about Formula One, so uh, if you don't like race cars, you can skip that part. But You shouldn't. You should really listen to Jordan talk about Formula One. It's it's a joy. Oh, shucks. I, suppose if I don't like give a it, shit about cars. Matters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before that, we're going to do sort of a, like a deep dive meets a checkpoint a, here. A mini deep dive. Uh-huh. A bite-sized si- bite dive. A bite dive. A, a bite shallow dive. dive. A shallow <laughs> Why didn't we think of that first? We went through so many iterations before we got there. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, so we're going to do a, a, a quick dive on uh, Darkest Dungeon, which was... Uh, came out in 2015. Uh, Red Hook Studios put that out. It's a roguelike. Uh, it's kind of, honestly, Pokemon adjacent, except very, very fucked up. Hold on. <laughs> We're, I you know, I didn't think we would uh, have to stop the podcast this, this <laughs> early in. I wish Wha- I hadn't said that out loud. Darkest Dungeon. You're going to defend that. But Listen, I just want to really. I just want to really make sure I understand <laughs> the argument before I make you defend it. The argument is, Darkest Dungeon is Pokemon adjacent. Welcome to Ash Vernon's TED Talk. Take it away, <laughs> no, Ash Vernon. Please, no, don't make me defend this. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just sometimes when I'm playing that game, I really get like Pokemon multi. Not obviously not the one on ones, but like when you're doing like two versus two kind of stuff just kind of feels like poke it's just a turn-based game okay all right okay now i i feel you i feel you now i understand that makes a little more sense i got a little <laughs> bit more of the you're talking you about also the- have to collect a lot yeah you know? yeah, yeah okay you're, the- you're sort of and they they have archetypes 
Actually, uh, I feel like my argument has more water than I thought it did. No, it really, it really does. It really does. I, for a little bit, was going to tell you that you're absolutely bonkers, but... I mean, I am, but not maybe not for this reason. You convinced me. Um, <laughs> this is my really fucked up Pokemon game. You liked Darkest Dungeon a lot more than I did. Do you want to try and give a quick, like, three-sentence summary of what Darkest Dungeon is? I mean, Darkest Dungeon is a immensely punishing roguelike strategy game um the the crux of it is this this whole this whole general area is real fucked up it's got a lot of bad shit going on sort of (laughs) um (laughs) narratively um and you are you're with some relation was it your uncle some relation of yours reaches out to you and he's like please god we're going to die here um and so you recruit people to help beat back the evil of the land. More than that, um, he's like, he's like, hey, I, uh, I think I accidentally summoned the devil in our basement. Can you, can you? Hey, come can deal you with get that? this? It's real bad here in town where I summoned <laughs> the devil. <laughs> There's just sort of like a, a pit to hell in our old house, and it's really fucking up the town. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna off myself before you get here. Is he, is he dead before we get there? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. He he kills himself in the uh, uh, Listen, opening cinematic. I am not gonna lie. The amount I paid attention to any of the cinematics, <laughs> immensely low. Yeah, that's fair. That's the only one I really paid attention to because it plays at the very beginning every time you open the game. Oh yeah, I just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've listen. I've put a lot of hours into this game. I can't remember what happened in hour one. The stories. This is the first place I'll start. The story's not good. No, it's not supposed not particularly. to be. In defense of it, it's not necessarily supposed to be the thing that. It's not makes a particularly narrative-driven game, right? It's it's the the darkest dungeon is much more about the mechanics and how they work together, uh, and how you play through them. Um, and vibes. And it's vibes. very it's very much about vibes. And I will say, while I do not care about the story, the vibes are stellar. The vibes are immaculate. In, the vibes immaculate. Um But I also felt like Darkest Dungeon was like somebody made me grow uh the same number of limbs as an octopus. <laughs> um and then told me to spin plates on every single one of my limbs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because here's, here's the thing about Darkest Dungeon, if you've never played it. It's separated into two really discrete sort of chunks. And one is you take this party of heroes that you've recruited into uh, a, a scary, dark place. Um, that they, they all, it doesn't matter. It's just a, a different coat of paint. On, various different scary right. places with various different scary monsters. And it's just a different coat of paint of walking left or right and getting into and fights. And also the, the, the weaknesses of the monsters are different. Right, 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 right. Um, but, so there's the combat part that I really enjoyed, but tacked onto that, the other half of the gameplay is you're managing the sort of like town that's been built up you're you're like a, a a member of the landed gentry that's part of the the problem is that your family has had so much money that like 
normal This is fun. your problem now. Right, right. Also, <laughs> like, normal fun things weren't fun anymore, so I had to summon the devil. Right. Oh, yeah, you know. Like you do. That's what most of the upper class seems to be doing. <laughs> That's these days. what the rich are doing, anyways. It's pretty. Seems pretty true to life. It's actually um, nonfiction. Uh, but right. My, my problem is that you've got this really cool, really crunchy combat system that's based on like, all right, so certain heroes are in certain positions, so they can only use certain types of attacks and certain types. They of have attacks. ranges and stuff that's right. really dependent on where they are standing and where the enemy they're targeting is standing. And certain types of attacks have certain effects, so it will harm certain enemies more or less, and some of them will do AOE and harm the whole other enemy team, stuff like that. But then stuff like bleed or poison. But then attached to that is this base management system. Uh, it's really similar to like XCOM. If you ever played XCOM, um, I haven't played XCOM. Yeah, so I was I'm gonna say, I don't. It's it's turned this into a isometric 3D sci-fi game, and it's the exact same game. That's wildly reductive, but it's true nevertheless. I feel like I've seen videos of XCOM. I feel like that's not fucking true. <laughs> I, listen, I'll die on this hill. I just, I just said I would trust you with this, and then was like, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> but okay, I will say I would like to frame it slightly differently. Okay. In that, I do think so. The whole point of the dungeons, I mean, in the dungeon you have some sort of classic, uh, eldritch, um, tropes of like, say you have to manage sanity. Um, people get really scared. There's horror. Like your your characters can become horrified, and then they can be uh, have like new behaviors that they take on when they're too scared that can be really detrimental to what you're doing. And they so can the also just idea... start like talking mad shit to the other people in your uh, team, which I think is hilarious. oh yeah, they'll just insult them. It's really funny actually. <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, yeah, you're a coward. You can't fight anything. And then your other, and then they, the person they're yelling at gets stressed out because mm -hmm. they're like being yelled at by their party member. It's right. actually a, a really interesting interconnection. It's actually not referred to as sanity; it's referred to as stress, which I really stress. appreciate. Mm -hmm. um, but but the whole point of the dungeons is that they are extremely intense and can basically only be handled in short bursts. Like your your heroes come out of them and they are wounded, they are psychologically damaged, they are exhausted. Um, and so the point is that and that's you go that's in, even the like easiest ones. They're, yeah, you're even the easiest. To, you're meant to send these people in and have them come out fucked up. Yeah, there's just nothing that, that you just can't not. It's just right. very it, scary it, and it's, bad it's in a, there. It's just a matter of managing how fucked up they are. And so what the the town does when you, especially once you really fall into the loop of the game, is that the town becomes this sort of like bastion where everything slows down and you can sort of regroup and you can look at all of your heroes and you can decide what to do because you can once your heroes fucked up you can like send them to the bar or send them to the church <laughs> or um, send them to the to the fucking doctor because they have syphilis now um, mm -hmm. and they got it from a pig and that's upsetting and I don't want to talk about that <laughs> um, and <laughs> so I, I really actually came to enjoy the town because the town, I understand what you don't like about it. There are a thousand different things to manage there's, a town. There's, so, there's 
quirks, there's diseases, there's stress, there's trinkets, there's items, there's different character classes. Those character classes armor, have different armor and weapons that can be yeah. leveled up. Right, it's you have a, a whole series. You have a whole like, plus your skill recru- tree for you're each recruiting, character class. You're recruiting new people as you go along, and if you don't recruit new people as you go along, you will be really, really fucked. And then, like, um, you'll you'll open a new building. Like when you first open the the blacksmith, where you upgrade weapons. The blacksmith is like, nah, I won't work for you until you actually upgrade the blacksmith. So it's like, why the fuck did I unlock this? Right, why did I open your goddamn store? Why is this Um, open if I just have to immediately spend a bunch of resources to use it? And then when you do unlock it so you can use it, it's like, hey, here's uh, just a huge skill tree. We're not going to explain it. We're not going to tell you what makes sense. Also, it costs a fair amount of money to upgrade anything. And you do not make a lot of money in the right. early game. Right! You do I in the later game. In case it wasn't obvious, I didn't fucking like this game. I really and wanted I to. I loved this game. <laughs> uh, but I understand. I understand why you didn't like it. And I will say, but it, that it, like, once you, fa- once you have fallen into it. So the, the thing that... that I think drove you away from it uh-huh. and almost drove me away from it. But I, I get really fucking stubborn and just sort of dig my heels in until mm-hmm. I figure something out. That's what I love about but, you. Thank you so much. Um, but something that is really off-putting as a new player is that there is so much you can manage. And the word can is really important there because what made me click with the game was understanding that I didn't have to. Like, so Jordan mentioned quirks, and quirks are these, like, you get, like, I think six good quirks and six bad quirks at any given time, um, and they're, they're basically personality traits, and they can be something as simple as, like, um, this character will only use the brothel as stress relief, so you have to remember to not use up all the slots in the brothel uh, without getting that person in. Or it can be stuff like this person's a kleptomaniac and they're going to open every single box you come across, even if the box is trapped and See, this uh, isn't they hurt themselves. You're describing this as a positive. And no, no, I, no. I'm not. Okay, okay all right. I'm just cool. saying, I, this, I, this is the granularity. I'm trying to describe the level of granularity. Right, okay. Um, so, like, that, that is, I, I genuinely believe the quirks are some of the most granular parts of the whole system. And what I realized, even now, having put a lot of hours into the game, my rule with quirks is I don't fuck with them unless I notice them. So, like, if I notice one of my players keeps fucking opening boxes that I don't want them to open and hurting themselves because of it, they go to the doctor to get that quirk removed. Um, If I don't notice any bad behavior, even though there's, like, there's so much going on under the hood, there's all of these calculations going into everything at any given moment... But if I can't see it, it's not my problem. <laughs> I don't care. That's not. That's just how that character is. If that character gets stressed out faster than the others by like ten percent, I don't give a shit. Whatever. It's just he just gets scared faster. I don't care. Um, see, I hated that because you're you're like the the game wants you to not care about these heroes. It wants you to yes. view them as cannon fodder, to send them into dungeons, and if some of them die or come back. Uh, you know, really traumatized, so be it. But also, it wants you to heal their quirks or make some of their quirks permanent or deal with their stress issues. And I 
I can't get attached to anything. I can neither. I can right. neither get attached to the Hamlet because it's this rotting, broken down garbage dump that I have to like read five different menus to deal with. Or it's the heroes who are just gonna die anyways. Yeah. Well, and so it. Part of I think why I stuck with this game is because as much as the game does say like don't you know these heroes are cannon fodder just if they die they die it's fine I literally was like no I I will not no that's not true <laughs> um, <laughs> I have one and, party and that's it and that's I have two parties <laughs> actually at this point I have a lot but you know what I mean right um so my strategy especially at the beginning just was consisted of caution and raw spite um so i would go into the dungeon with i would buy literally as many torches as i could buy i would Uh i would use all of my money on torches which i don't actually don't buy any torches now so that's character growth um wow yeah zero i do not go into dungeons with torches anymore it's a waste of my fucking time i'll Um, just walk through in the dark who gives a shit right (laughs) <laughs> and and there are well because you get better loot in the dark you get yeah. like four times as the, much loot the dark thing the dark mechanic uh just to like really set it up you, when you're in these various dungeons with this group of heroes uh you're carrying torches and the torches burn down and as they burn down you got get some benefits like ash said you get more loot i think you can sneak up on monsters better in the dark there, so so there's this weird like parabola to it where like when it's really really bright you're more likely to surprise monsters and when it's really really dark you're more likely to surprise monsters but mm-hmm. there's this horrible twilight section where the where it's like just the, the monsters the, have the jump the monsters have the jump so okay. that's like the worst place for your your torch to be at is like mm-hmm. low <laughs> um so that's why I just I just snuff it out and walk in the dark. I'm like I don't need this shit. I think um, what what our conversation is is really uh, making clear for me is that this game uh, I think maybe needs a better needs some better tutorialization. Oh, one thousand percent. Nothing is explained. I was actually just one of the things I wanted to talk about is um. So a big part of this game is inventory management because you don't have a lot of pockets to hold things in right. and you have so many different like currencies that you need to manage. And you can you collect each of them. Right. They're like physical objects that you collect as you go through the dungeons. And I the, hated the, it. I hated it, Ash. I, why do I have four or five currencies and then I spend I three of them in every every place you go wants two or three of them. Why yeah, not yeah, just yeah. collapse them into one or two? Anyways, carry on. Um, <laughs> I get you. Listen, I get it. But the other thing that irritate the thing that did in- irritate me personally about the inventory management is that the stack counts on any given item mm-hmm. uh make no sense across like thematically and to like a certain degree. Like I get it diegetically in the realm of the game of like okay, obviously I can carry more loose gold coins than gold bars. Like. Right. Sure, that makes sense. But the numbers are so fucking random that it makes, like, trying to remember how many of any given thing you can have in a single Mm -hmm. stack Mm -hmm. very difficult, which then makes the inventory management very difficult. Um, You get, like, you learn it eventually. I The the big thing I really wish is that, because I have played officially 104 in-game weeks. Um, so that's 104. <laughs> Actual, I have played two years of Darkest Dungeons <laughs> since last years month. Of Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. Um, and so that's 104 trips into a, a 
dungeon of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, not always the darkest dungeon, but a dungeon. Um, and <laughs> it's a it's a legitimate difference in this uh-huh. game, right? Um, and so in a hundred and four weeks of death and terror. I really feel like I deserved an inventory expansion. You Just, know? Can I get one, a crumb, a crumb one. of inventory space, please? One inventory space, please. Um, so that was a little irritating that I couldn't, you know, like I can upgrade my heroes, so it's not like it's a pure rogue, roguelike. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can upgrade things, but I cannot upgrade how many, I guess I can't upgrade how many hands I have, and backpacks don't exist anymore, so, you know. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> We're all just sort of stumbling through the dark with a bunch of jewels and paintings in our arms. (laughs) A sword in one hand and a fucking portrait of my long dead grandfather. Stone bust in the (laughs) other hand. A fucking George Washington. Yeah. Um. Oh God. What? There was something else in this sort of general vicinity that I wanted to talk about. Um. I'm like looking through all of my what did you so angry babbles. What did you, what did you overcome to like this game? Um, what so what was it that made you? Because because I know initially you were like, mm, like yeah. I was, and then Same. now you've played two years worth of Darkest Dungeon, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, like I said, a lot of it was learning the what how granular i cared about getting because the thing about this game is you it it gives you the ability to get infinitely granular you can manage fucking everything Mm -hmm. um but you do not have to it's it it is terrible (laughs) but you do not have to and so because it's not well tutorialized basically the stance i took on it is if i don't know what it does it doesn't matter what it does and (laughs) That's not entirely <laughs> true technically, right. but it meant that it meant that I learned what mattered slowly over time, mm-hmm. um, which was much easier than having to learn it all at once. Um, I also had to overcome the thing about this whole game is very much built on these cycles of success and ruin. So like you will I, I hit a I hit a point where I was like in my stride and I was just kicking everything's ass and I was not I was coming out of the dungeon with like less than half a bar of stress on everyone. Like I was such a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Um and then I would make like one really stupid mistake and I would kill like four people in one go. And I would just be like, oh my fucking god. And then and then I would have no money because I failed the quest. And then I would have no money to uh, heal anyone to do another quest. And it just, like, I had this, ugh. One of, literally, like, my lowest point in this game was, <laughs> <laughs> was after I thought I had, like, it was, it was during a period of time where I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm doing so good at this game. I really love this game. I love the loop. I love coming back into town. And then, um, so sometimes you get these random events. Uh, that happen in your town. Uh-huh. And I got that a random the, event. That the game doesn't explain and that you can't figure no. out what impact they actually have. <laughs> it's great. Uh, unless they, and by great, unless I mean it's of not. Course, unless, of course, they really fuck some shit up. Then you can really tell what they do. But <laughs> probably you just can't tell what they do other than like, oh, look, it added some bugs sprites to this screen. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> um, so I had one where a giant... Crow. I'm being, I want to be clear, I'm being really mean to this game that most people I know. really like, but I just fucking didn't get it. 
And listen, I think, I'm delighted. Everything I you say is true. It's, it's a horrible, one. mean, cruel game, and I love I love listening to you trash it. I think I'm I love the this one who's game. in the right. wrong here because so many people like this game, but I I just didn't fucking get it. I just didn't get it. It's just a, a stream of of like on on top of the fact that it doesn't really explain shit to you. It also just constantly dumps information on you, and some of that information is just narrative. Or it's just That's why lore. I stopped, li- literally why I stopped paying attention to cutscenes. is because I was like, this is just wasting space in my brain right. that I need for tactics. <laughs> um, I, have to, I have seven quirks I have to remember, so let me I need some ignore. fucking strategy space. I don't care what you did when you summoned Satan in the basement. <laughs> I have to deal with Satan now. Um... But, okay, so the lowest point of my game uh-huh. was I had a random event where a big fucking bird uh, just showed up. Like, the event was literally like, hmm, there's a really big bird over there. Might be kind of co- You might get something cool if you went and fought it. And I was like, yeah, I'm a badass. I'm going to go fight the fucking bird. Fuck you, bird. I'll kill you, too. I'll fuck a bird up. I'll fuck a bird up. Um, and I showed up to this boss battle, and genuinely i think had a total a tpk uh faster than i've ever lost a single character like everyone was down um and losing that battle uh meant that the big bird stole eight trinkets eight wow so every hero gets two trinkets yeah and the trinkets can like do really big like they can buff your character really intensely um it and it stole them at random like it just stole eight random trinkets and jordan it still has them it still (laughs) has the trinkets so you can't can you go back and like fight the bird regularly to try and get your shit back you you can fight it again and i have tried and it killed me again and so it just has i'm like scared to lose more trinkets to it Right. So I just have this battle in your, like, embark screen. I've just got this one little icon of a stupid fucking bird. Just that mocking I you. <laughs> just And if you hover over it, it's like, you could retrieve eight trinkets. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> or I could lose four more. Right. <laughs> um, and then, but then the thing is, after it stole those trinkets, because I think it didn't steal them from my heroes. It stole them, like, from my inventory. Uh-huh. But you can also sell trinkets if you're low on money. Right. And so then I didn't have any trinkets to sell. I had lost my four best heroes that ha- could do no fucking wrong um, that I had kept from, like, week one of the game. Um, and I had no money to buy, su- uh, you know, because you have to, like, supply your characters when you go into the dungeon. You have to buy them food. You have to buy um, torches. I think this is when I stopped using torches because I couldn't fucking afford them. Um, see, I, I, I fucking, this is, I just keep dogpiling on, but like, hey, we're going to start a battle. All right, cool. Before that, uh, you're going to want to spend at least 10, you know, eight to 10 minutes, uh, figuring out where you're going, uh, figuring out what you need to go there and then Mm -hmm. buying, oh, it's so fun to outfit an expedition. (laughs) Oh boy. I sure do love How this. How many shovels do you think right. I will need? I sure do fucking oh, and love this. For God, in God's name, do not miscalculate how many fucking shovels you need. <laughs> I, I 
like two days ago after again feeling pretty fucking good about myself as to how I could handle these scenarios I was I was just loaded with loot I was doing so good I was like three rooms away from clearing this dungeon uh-huh. And I looked at, and I and I I opened a thing and I didn't have any room to put the loot and I looked at all the shit that I had that were supplies and I was like there's only three more rooms I don't need any more shovels and I ditched my shovels for some fucking gold coins or something I've never and, been so wrong and then I ran into three different things I needed shovels for and, and if, if you, you don't have shovels your characters just fucking take them apart by hand and they take damage and stress <laughs> like it hurts them and so i went from like everyone was at 100% health and like almost no stress to everyone was having heart attacks out of fear um <laughs> and i had to like i don't think anyone died but i had to bounce without clearing the dungeon uh-huh. which then also inflicts stress on your characters right. and you don't get the treasure i mean you get anything you picked up in your hands but you don't get the like the the reward for yeah, being the, in that the dungeon quest clear reward uh, i want to know about this because you have a note here that just says the thing from beyond the stars i sure do uh, can you um, tell me about that why is that why first of all what is it and second of all why was it important enough to put in the note well jordan it is a uh, thing from beyond the stars ah and, all right uh, on yeah. to the next question right <laughs> question answered um so I have this under my section about how shit can just go ass over tea kettle in 30 seconds flat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and one of the ways shit can go ass over tea kettle in 30 seconds flat is that there is just like a random, there's just some percentage, really, really, really low percent chance that one of the random enemy encounters you run into in the dungeon will be a creature from beyond the stars. <laughs> And it just, like, it opens up, like, a rift in space-time, and uh, it's this... A rift beyond the stars. Right, and it's this horrific thing that is way stronger than any of the mobs you are normally fighting Mm -hmm. in the dungeon. And I actually just beat it. I've I've run into it a couple of times, and I just beat it for the first time. Um, I saw the, uh, I saw the, uh... My achievement. uh, Yeah, the achievement. (laughs) Thank you. Pretty, I'm genuinely very proud of how much I've accomplished in this very meme game. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's, I just wanted to mention it because it is one of the things that can just, like, go so fucking wrong for you. Because you can be, I mean, I think I one time bumped into the thing from Beyond the Stars when I was doing, like, what was supposed to be a super, super easy, like, I literally was just trying to get some money. So I picked, like, a really easy thing Uh so that uh I could just run through it and pick up treasure and, you know, have one grand when I was done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I fucking ran into this creature that nearly brutalized my whole party and I had to bail. Um, and that's another thing is I bail. I, one thing, I, I am not quite following the spirit of the game in that, again, they said you should just let your characters die. And I said, fuck you. Um, <laughs> these are my little <laughs> dudes. These are I my little them. dudes. I love them. These are my little dudes. They have their own names. I change what color costume they're in. <laughs> I dress them up in fancy clothes. Um. So yeah. Uh. I'm a gentleman pirate. I'm a gentleman pirate. <laughs> uh. But I just I don't know. I just really enjoyed. I, I like the fact that this game is so 
ridiculous and crunchy. It's just crunchy in the way that my brain works. The only thing is that I... So your, your characters can go from level 0 to level 6, and 6 is the highest they can go. Mm-hmm. And 6 is also the highest that quests, quest difficulty goes. Okay. Um, most quests that are not the darkest dungeon which is the house that they fucked up by summoning Satan right. in. That is the um, basement. The dark dungeon. Uh-huh. Um, aside from that, pretty much everything caps out at five. Um, and so if you've got level six heroes, even level five bosses, they're not easy for sure, but they're like pretty manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, level five quests look like going for a walk compared to level <laughs> six quests. Like... The the difficulty jump between a level five quest and a level six quest is insurmountable, and so I have not. The, the you're supposed to go into the darkest dungeon four times, and I have not beaten I a darkest can't. dungeon level even once. I cannot imagine. Because not only if you go into the darkest dungeon, here's the rub: is so you know how you can if your if shit is just going really really wrong, uh, you can just leave. Right. So, in Darkest Dungeon, you can do that, too, but there are so many evil, the, the, the like, lore behind it mm-hmm. is that there are, there are so, the, the evil is so thick that one of your players, one of your team members has to stay behind to fight them off so the others can escape. So, you, one, one character will be sacrificed at random if you run. Oof. So, your choices are... <sighs> Go in, maybe win, uh-huh. but if you if you need to leave, you will lose a mi- a minimum of one person. <laughs> right. That's assuming um, you don't decide to leave after three people are already dead. Are already dead. Right. Exactly. And you don't get to pick who it is, so you don't get to be like, oh well, I've I've got you know three heroes I really really love, and then one guy who I can feed to the wolves. <laughs> like I brought this fucking FNG with me. He can, he'll be all right. He'll figure it I out. I did. One time I did, though, go into the the place and was like, man, I really hope it takes this dude, and it did. And I was like, ha! Doesn't count but, as a loss. Right? Fuck you, bye. But yeah, so it's it's really tough. I don't know if I will ever beat it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, it's just, it just makes my brain engage in a way that is, is very satisfying to me. Mm-hmm. I can just go through this loop, like, over and over. I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it so much that it made me, like, I are, I uh, bought Darkest Dungeon a couple of years ago and played, like, an hour or two of it and went on to other things. But you liked it so much, I was like, I have to crack it open again. Well, you know what's oh. so funny about that hmm. is that part of why I bought it, I mean, I, I knew that, like, critics and stuff really liked it. Mm-hmm. But part of why I bought it in the first place, aside from the fact that it was on a great sale, um was because I remembered you had played it, and I thought I remembered you having really positive feelings about it. Um, I, and I was like, oh, well, Jordan loves it, so I'll love it. And then I was, like, having trouble, and I was like, oh, Jordan likes it, so I'm going to figure out why. <laughs> and then you started playing it again, and you were like, yeah, I can't stand this. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I just didn't... It's I, So I loved the combat. I loved going into dungeon runs and building the party like uh, i liked that like you said that like pokemon adjacent kind of feeling where it's like all right so this guy's 
got a lot of uh, bleed attacks, but I'm going somewhere where I'm going to fight a lot of, like, skeletons who, right. because they don't have any blood, bleed attacks don't really matter. So I'm going to remove this bleed attack rogue and put in, like, a big, bashy bounty hunter who just has, like, a mace and a shield. And his whole thing is just, like, diving in there and, you know, cracking shit. And, and you know, I'll put him in in place of my rogue, and so then I'll have... Oh well, I need a healer, and uh, but, uh, but like I'm going somewhere where there's going to be maybe a lot more sort of uh, offensive, um, you know, enemies. So I, I want a healer that has maybe a little bit more offensive, you know, ability. I love that. Coming out of the combat to all of that shit you have to manage, I was just like, mm. I don't, I, I, I don't care. I don't want to deal with it. I just want to keep fighting shit. Right. I will say one thing. I didn't pull it off often. I think I've only managed it a couple of times. But there is something so incredible about when you get together a really, really aggro team mm-hmm. um, and you don't have a healer, but you are so deadly that it does not matter. Like, you can you can do so much damage that it's just like, whatever. They only had time to hit me once. <laughs> Everybody's dead on their turn. That was another thing, too, is it's one of the few turn-based games where... Normally, in turn-based games, I'm a little turned off by the turn-based mechanic. Mm -hmm. Get a little bored. I get a little bored, or I I sometimes feel like it can be kind of cheap, where it sometimes kind of feels like, oh, this is is like, you know, the enemy gets to go three times before I get to go once. What's the point? Mm-hmm. This game, the combat, the turn-based part is tuned so well. It's really nice. I've, I I cannot praise the combat in this game enough. I think that if you can, if you like the loop or if you don't mind the loop, I think the combat is enough. Like I think the combat is so good that if you if you are not like me and you can at the very least ignore the hamlet bit or even better if you enjoy that part like me right (laughs) i think that that the combat really shines but man it it does dragging my fucking four corpses of heroes back to that hamlet just to have (laughs) to figure out who won't go to the church and who has to sleep you know sleep at the brothel and who who do i need to send to the doctor and where do i spend this money on and uh, I have this money, but I also have these other currencies, and three of them are good for upgrading the blacksmith, and then it, two of them change, but one of them is the same if I upgrade the church, and maybe I want to do that, but then if I pay to upgrade the church, then I can't, I just, ugh. I let me get in a fight, damn it! There is no worse, even as someone who, like, does mostly enjoy the, the um, stuff in the Hamlet, uh-huh. I there is no worse feeling than like getting your ass kicked and coming back to the hamlet and having to figure out how to fix the problem. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that sucks so bad. <laughs> you're like you're getting kicked when you're down. You've already had such a bad time in the dungeon and then it's like all right, now you've got 15 people who need to see the fucking doctor uh-huh. and there's only two slots. There's only two places to put. <laughs> Everybody wants to go pray, and there's only one fucking cloister. Have fun! Enjoy! 
that does get easier as you upgrade things because you open more slots, but, like, <laughs> damn, those early game <sighs> moments are fucking rough. Yeah. Well, this might be the first time I think we've really been really, Totally really opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we definitely had ones that, like, you liked better than me or other way around, but, like... I don't think this... I cannot recommend this game. Unless... I mean, obviously, uh, Dodge Button comes with the caveat of if it's on sale, it's always recommended. Especially if right. the sale is really good, but, like... I'm pretty sure I paid, like, $4 for not only the game, but every DLC. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah. It was for sure worth 5 bucks. Yeah. That's the other thing to mention, just, uh, like... Uh, you just made me think of, like, as much as we sort of dogged on the, the fiction and the lore, I think uh, at least part of the, like, first of all, it's kind of unoriginal. Second of all, it's just sort of Lovecraft. It's like the, mm -hmm. the Lovecraft aesthetic is, is the lore, is the narrative. And I think... Yeah, they haven't really done much work on top of that. <laughs> right, and I, I think that at least part of that, I think if you made this game now you know, seven years after it actually was released, that would be a big change. Because I think that part of the reason the lore doesn't hit for you and I is because it's been done to death at this point. I can play a right. hundred other games that have the same story, if not a better story, that it's like, all oh, right, everybody goes crazy, and there's cosmic octopuses. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I don't, what do you got that's new? And I think part of the reason there's not a lot new here is because this game's almost 10 years old and i'd be really interested and obviously i i will throw myself on this sword because i'm sure you are not interested in but i'm i'm really curious how the sequel has iterated on not only the story but the combat so i was looking at um this is just from screenshots so it, it's, okay th this is a fucking useless this uh, is pure vibes. Right, this is pure speculation, and it's useless speculation at that, because it's just from screenshots. But it looks an awful lot like they cut a lot of the Hamlet management and really leaned into the combat for the second one. Um, if you want to play Darkest Dungeon 2, if for some reason you know that's a, a thing that interests you, uh, you have to play it on the Epic Game Store right now. Damn it. That's why I haven't bought it yet. Yeah, it's 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 on like a, I think they have like a three or four year um, exclusivity. Yeah, and it, it actually might just be like until it's because I think it's currently in alpha or it's in early access. Right. Um, and so I think once it comes out of early access, it's no longer exclusive. But uh, I know that at least right now it is exclusive to the Epic Games Store. And but like I said, just looking at screenshots, the screenshots emphasize that sort of party management combat part of it way more than they emphasize the hamlet management so I, if i had to guess they've cut out some of the loop that you and i both despite the fact that you liked it you and i both kind of agree that that hamlet bit is a little mm, give or take you at could probably take some of it and leave some of it and it looks like at the very done. least it needs to be not even necessarily like even if it wasn't tutorialized if they just made it easier to like read what stuff meant you know like yeah, it, it just it needs it, a it needs a slower ramp yeah i think at yeah the very it basically least, it gives you get, access to everything right, right away if, and it, if it doesn't get a better tutorial it definitely needs to to 
if you want me to learn a lot of stuff without a tutorial, you gotta give me that stuff in, in bite-sized chunks so I can learn it. Especially, mm -hmm. like we said, with the fucking blacksmith. If I can't use it until I spend a currency on it to upgrade it to then use it to then spend another currency on it, it's okay if I don't if I don't have access to it for five or six hours. Right. That's fine. Just don't open it. Right. Just leave it there for me to look at and wonder about. Um, yeah, man. Fucking Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> wild game. Truly wild. Wild game. I really enjoyed it. Jordan really didn't. Mm -hmm. Make of it what you will. Also, it, uh, it's worth noting that uh, it did so well, and I, I don't know... This is like a, a, a weird sort of side note, but I don't know if Red Hook Studio used like open source art or they licensed art for somebody else or what, but if you go on like mobile game stores, like if you go on the, the, the mobile app store, you can find a bunch of knockoffs of this game that use almost the exact same art. Huh. Um it's so weird. You can find them on Steam, too. You can find a bunch of games on Steam that are trying to hook you with the art style and are, like, idle games, essentially. Oh, I also do want to shout out, before we move on, uh -huh. um, something I did, I, I have adjusted to it. I can do it without thinking about it now, but that I really, really hated when I started playing this game uh -huh. is that the PS4 port... Does the 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 button controls the button mapping makes oh, no f yeah. no fucking sense? I remember you talking None. about this. You like briefly mentioned this in the Discord, and then I never really heard about it again. Can you tell me more about like what you? I don't think so. It just <laughs> well, it's, I just had to figure it out. I don't I just think so. It was just bad. It was just bad. It was just like it's so complicated. There are so many tasks that require like holding down one of the trigger buttons. Uh -huh. And um, the thing that really pissed me off is that when you're in combat, um, there are situations where you are allowed to use the D-pad and situations where you must use the analog stick. And I genuinely still can't remember which is which and often wind up pressing one and nothing happening. And being uh -huh. like, fuck, that was the analog stick this time. <laughs> Stupid. Huh. Yeah, well, it's just, it's a game that was really, really made to have a cursor. And for some yeah. reason, instead of just letting you use the, like, you know, use the analog stick like a goddamn cursor, uh -huh. uh, it makes you press a thousand weird buttons. Yeah, I, I will say that I didn't have, uh, uh, I didn't have any, like, control issues or... Like it, it's a really easy to play game. Uh, oh, it it I'm sure with a on, mouse on PC. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. On PC, if you're the sort of person who uh, like if controllers fuck you up, you should probably try to play this on PC. Honestly, even if controllers don't fuck you up, you really <laughs> should just play. I don't have a problem with controllers. <laughs> right. And at this point, uh, it'll probably run on any computer. Yeah, it's it's not the chunkiest software. Yeah, it's an old game, so. I'm pretty sure Witchwood makes my uh, PlayStation make wilder noises. Oh my god, dungeon. homie! I've been playing <laughs> between Metal Gear Solid Five, Solar Ash, and uh, uh, Elden Ring. My.
fucking PlayStation sounds like it's trying to leave the building under its own power. <laughs> it's gonna launch itself into it orbit. It sounds like I have called a helicopter to come pick me up and take me to work. We both have those old chunky PS4s too, right? Yeah, dude, my PS4 is my PS4 is so old that I've started playing games from like in the last two years, and I'm like, I need to get another PS4. I'm not even worried about a PS5 because nobody can fucking find them. But like, right? I kind of need to get a PS4 Pro or at least a PS4 that was built within the last, you know, four years because mine is. Yeah, because from... you were playing that game when we were in college together. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mean, playing that system when we I... were in college. I got my PS4 when I was, fuck, man, I think I got it in, like, 2011, 2012. Like, my PS4 is old, and playing some of the more recent games, it sounds like it's going to fucking take off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mine's man. not quite that old, but it is, I don't think it, I think they made some changes to it at mm -hmm. some point. Not mm -hmm. not the pro, just like the base model. And mine mm -hmm. was from before the changes. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's chug a luggin. <laughs> it's wild. The, the you know what game fucked it up the most? What? Slime Rancher. Yeah. Um. That game's kind of. I feel like that game is kind of poorly optimized. I don't think it unloads anything ever. Mm -hmm. I think the whole map is always loaded. <laughs> And all of the enemies on the map. Moving on from Darkest Dungeon. And in the spirit of the new checkpoints where we talk about whatever the hell we want. Uh, Ash and I have been watching a show called Our Flag Means Death on uh, HBO Max. And, and you should be watching it. Yeah, and you, dear listener, should definitely be watching it. Particularly if you, dear listener, are listening to us because we're a bunch of queers, uh, this is a show for you. Do you like pirates? Do you like pirates? Do you like shenanigans? Do you like gay pirate shenanigans? This is your show. You will like Our Flag Means Death. Our uh, Flag Means Death is a buck wild romantic comedy. Taika Waititi is, is one of the driving forces behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, his writing is always fucking incredible. I have not seen a single Taika Waititi property that I have not been just blown away by. There's not... I feel like there's not a single, like, misplaced bit of writing in the show. It's so sharp. It's And it's like, I talked to you about this before, but it's, it's a little... The writing is a little heavy-handed, but, like, mm -hmm. to its benefit. 100 they know exactly oh, yeah. what they're doing oh, yeah. yep. they are not letting themselves be bogged down by stupid details mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how this random rowboat found them in the middle of the ocean nope. it doesn't matter none of that shit matters we are we have a story to tell we have a love story to tell doesn't matter how they got invited to a party that is on a ship in the middle of the ocean and how they then found that party and that party was for like that night they right. were like oh i found an invitation for a right. party tonight that night and then it was on a boat just somewhere else just the somewhere they're like yeah, we're making a fucking pirate show that means there's boats i really i feel like this is a very also as someone who has now spent the last week telling people i love to watch it mm -hmm. i have realized i truly do not know how to uh like sell this show because there are so many different things it's excelling at that right. I don't, I'm just like, I, it's, a, it's a gay pirate rom-com, it's really, really good. Like, <laughs> you should watch it. 
Yeah, and that's that's even underselling it because that's basically what you told me. And I remember messaging you and being like, "You, you said it was gay, but you didn't say it was this gay." Yeah, well, and it, to be fair, I often call things gay simply because of the vibes. Right. And I should have clarified <laughs> that this is explicitly a queer TV show. Yeah. And it is not simply sort of gay. It is genuinely, literally gay. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Every, there are, I think, three main romances on that show, and every single one of them is queer. It's stunning. Um, just to sort of set up. Our flag means death. Oh yeah, we haven't said anything about it. We haven't talked about what the general plot is. is. Uh, So there's there's this guy who he grows up uh, being very rich and wealthy, and uh, his name is Steed Bonnet. Steed Bonnet, and his father is one of the first like igniting forces in his life, and his father essentially pulls him aside and is like, "You're being handed everything you're gonna have in life, so you're a soft fucking baby." Um, right and a lily livered little rich boy that's right and so steed grows up being like oh man i guess i am kind of soft and and then he reaches like middle age and he looks around and he's got all this money and he's got this he's got a wife and kids and he fucking hates marriage it's an arranged marriage and he fucking hates it and so he decides i'm gonna be a pirate I've always wanted to be a pirate. I've always dreamt about being a pirate. I've got all this money. I'm going to buy a ship. I'm going going to pay my pirate crew a wage. Right. It doesn't matter. The pirate crew can't say no because I'm going to pay them a wage. And I'm going to make sure that, like, this ship is decked out with everything they could need. And then... Including a rec center. (laughs) Including a place to play fucking badminton. Uh, (laughs) And then we're going to go be a pirate crew. And the, but he has no idea what that entails because right, right, right. he's a, and, a nobleman. And, and so the the inciting action, the the opening narrative is him figuring out what to be, what being a pirate really is, and um, kind of just being a dad to the crew. Right. Like, he's constantly like, "Hey, remember, if you have some mental trauma, you talk about it." Right, he's like teaching them how to to express their feelings and mm-hmm. be creative, and he reads them stories at night. And it's I love so funny and I wholesome. love that scene where they're like, "Well, if we kill the captain, who's gonna read us stories?" And they turn to Lucian, the- and they're like, "He can read. Do the voice." And the whole crew's like, "Do the fucking voice! Hey, hey, do the voice!" He does the voice, and it's terrible. And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> oh, "Maybe no. we shouldn't kill the maybe captain can't because kill he the can't captain. do the voice." incredible but like also something that i really really love about this show and this is i don't think this should count as a spoiler because it's literally marketed as a rom-com right um but so steed is this sort of foppish very uh effeminate very uh floaty airy emotionally connected not particularly masculine man and he he is a, a, a product of his time in that he doesn't seem to really know he is queer, but he knows he has been ostracized his whole right. life. Mm-hmm. And he knows he has been othered, and he knows that the traits that are his, his strongest are the ones he is always put down for. Um, and so he fills this kind of role of, like, a queer person who is unable to, quote-unquote, pass, and who is unable mm-hmm. to blend in, and um, he also he also play straight 
he also, even as an adult character, fills that sort of... Uh, he's a very good foil for that young state. I mean, I, I, maybe... I'm sure, there are, I'm sure there are plenty of queer people who didn't realize they were queer until they were much older. But... Yes. <laughs> I, also, I also know that a lot of the queer people I know went through a stage in their lives where they were like, I'm different. I don't know what's different about me, but, but something, something is, is different. fundamentally different. And you can really, really identify with that in Steve. Mm-hmm. Because he's such a, I mean, ironically, very much a fish out of water in this scenario. <laughs> and over and over in the first couple episodes, Pir- like bloodthirsty pirates with blood on their hands are pulling him aside and being like, "Hey, buddy, um, this isn't for everybody." Yeah, maybe. And maybe find something else to do. It's cool if this isn't like your thing. Um, you're gonna get yourself killed, <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably gonna get a lot of other people killed at the same time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just so he wants this so much, um, that he just sticks with it, and he has this really positive attitude, and it's just such a like. The comedy is so funny. The humanity is so touching. The That's... romance is so interesting. Uh-huh. As someone who, like, typically doesn't watch a lot of rom-coms because I don't like the tropes that are usually involved, this does not, like, this subverts those, but not in a, like, you know, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard to talk about. It's I, so I think, good. I think you really nailed it just now when you talked about the humanity. I think that's mm-hmm. something that can't be understated. Is there is so much compassion in this show? Right, all of these characters are really understood as people. Uh, and also, like, they even though it's like, a. Go ahead. Sorry, just quick shout out to the body diversity on this uh-huh, show. Uh-huh. Um, these look like people I know in real life. These aren't yep. all like chiseled models and right. hourglass figures. Um, fucking rocks. Except for Taika Waititi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> gay pirate leather daddy yeah I'll y'all he looks so good i mean I'll he always looks so good but he looks so good yeah, yeah he can put me in his brig that's all i'm saying right it's fine <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh fucking man. i'll raise the sails his deck yes knew one of us would get there. I knew one I of know, us would get the there. I the sails was pretty good, too. I'll fucking raise the <laughs> sail on his main mast, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Anyways, go watch Our Flag Means Death. Please. Uh, if you please fucking, watch the show. If you need an HBO Max login, hit up the fucking email, and we'll probably give you one. Right, call us. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's so fucking good. Um, I'm excited to talk to you about it again when you've finished it, because holy shit, we should do a spoiler cast. Um, okay, all right, I'm down. That's it for today's episode of the Dodge Button Podcast. Uh, our theme song is BitQuest by Kevin McLeod. You can email us at dodgebuttonpod at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter at dodgebutton. Uh, find us on your favorite podcatcher. Just search Dodge Button Podcast. And if you can, please rate, review, and don't forget to subscribe. I've been Ash Vernon. I've been Jordan Hamilton. Thank you for listening. Alright, bye Ash, I love you very much. Bye Jordan, I love you so much.